Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop ballers, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I am your host, Devin Ellington, right? D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter. You can find me within the wager pass and sometimes in the free play article. Recently going one and one for plus one unit in my free play article uh submits so right now we got riley over on the free play on hoop-ball.com make sure to go there and check out all your newest nba news and notes for your health and transactions stuff right hand side of the screen lots of information we got free team coverage nba team specific coverage we've got college football wagers and analysis. And we've also got some wonderful fantasy basketball tools and a fantasy football mind. Just had my draft Sunday. Played it safe. I had some really good keepers. James Robinson. James Robinson in the uh, 13th, I believe it was. Then I got Robbie Anderson. Over on, uh, let's see, 15th round. So, yes, fantasy football ramblings here. 
my team, you know what? Hey, I like my team. So I'm warming up to him. I took Cole Komet in the 10th. We'll see if he can bust through this year. Um, Let's see. Let's see. My first pick was quads. Had to go with Saquon. He fell to me at eight. So I was hoping to wrap back around, uh, grab Austin Eckler. But he went the next pick. So I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the second. Chris Godwin in the third. I kept Allen Robinson in the fifth. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But this is not a fantasy football show. If you want that, you look up today in fantasy football. And it is a wonderful show hosted by our guy at Talking Sunday, a.k.a. A.G., Yes, 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 yes. All right, so happy uh, Labor Day weekend conclusion. Hope everyone is safe. New listeners, thank you. Old listeners, welcome back and welcome in. Wipe your shoes. Come on in. Today is a very special show. It's a very fun show. It's special because it's all about me. Today is my birthday. And I get to talk a lot about college football. We got so many games to preface. I might talk about every single game today on this podcast. I'm going to see how quickly I can ramble it off and fire it off. We're going to be doing kind of like a first, second, third look. Um, if you are a part of the wager pass and the premium and the hoop ball loyalty program, you get access to Discord and you've already seen some talkings going on. We've got a little bit of WNBA trend going. And then Joe's been taking care of folks. Uh, wonderfully in the World Cup qualifiers. Uh, Joe, very experienced in that. Mr. Campisi, our guy. So make sure to find us in every avenue that you can. All right. Well, I think intros are done. Don't forget about those promo codes, mybookie.ag. They ran some odds boosts, five different odds boosts. I got Alabama minus 13 and a half. I was already on them at 19 and a half. They ended up winning by like 30 or so. And uh, I'm going to be playing the Crimson Tide all year. I'm just taking them on the spread all year. I'm going to track it. I'm going to make it as a $10 bet. And I'm just going to look and see what the ROI is at the end of the year. It's crazy. Nick Saban was like 60 plus percent as a double digit favorite uh, against a ranked opponent. Non-con, specifically. So, the guy wins. This team this year looks damn good. That Brian Robinson kid in the backfield, I think he's going to be a stud. He's a senior, and he hasn't really played. He's just been building and working and practicing and going up against some of these great Alabama running backs that keep going to the NFL. Robinson could slip up and be like a fifth-round pick, maybe. I mean, if he has a great year, I see 1,200 yards on him easily. coffee sorry um okay so let's start flying into this thing okay i think that we have a decent amount to talk about so tomorrow is where it all starts off this weekend's going to be a little bit more uh packed in on saturday we got some friday night stuff no thursday night football obviously the nfl starts so ncaa kind of took the back seat on that and then we look at some familiarity that we're seeing. Um, and 
it's very very awesome i'm really really liking what um is being presented to us and so as i get tally site pulled up i want to preface this slate by saying that the coastal carolina chanticleers get to play kansas university for the third straight year okay Coastal Carolina in the Sunbelt Conference. If you've heard any of the podcasts over the last year and a half, you've heard my wild support on the Teal Cox, is what I like to call them. And I really like this Coastal Carolina team. But the gig is up, the jig is up, whatever the saying is. I'm not picking KU to win. The spread on this game is ridiculous, and we're going to get there in a sec. I mean, it is. Okay, so first of all, it opened at 28. It opened at 28, and then it's now at 25 and a half over on tallysite.com, which is a wonderful affiliate of ours. Coastal Carolina is number 22, over under, started at 50 and a half, it's at 52 and a half. I think Coastal Carolina is going to be comfortable at home. They have very good success against KU. Now, I want to say with Leopold in there for KU, they significantly are a better team. The head coach, the hire from Buffalo. He brought in a lot of talent from his roster over in Buffalo. Coastal Carolina. Look, 97% of the money's on them, 72% of the bet tickets. There are a lot of folks, not a lot of folks, I mean, a couple, a few folks, who think that who thinks KU's going to cover the spread? I am curious as to why the spreads dropped when 97% of the money and 72% of the bet percentages on Coastal Carolina, you would think it'd go up towards 30-ish. But it's at 25 and a half. Coastal Carolina is going to be playing some damn good defense this year. They have a lot of guys back on that front. Kansas upgraded, yes, but they are not as deep. Leopold, sure, he got his awesome first win against an FCS school by three points. Look, I'm on the over one for the full season KU win total, but I knew that week one was going to offer me at least a push. So now I get to ride the rest of the season thinking that they might push. So, Coastal Carolina with that quarterback, Grace McCall, phenomenal. They got a talented backfield. They did lose Marble from last year, their all-time leading rusher, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's up there. I mean, he had a great, great, phenomenal season the last couple of years. But, look, they, they got a deep backfield. That was a part of their uh, luxury last year. Wide receivers, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, they all pretty much return. This is a talented team with a talented coach, Jamie Chadwell. I, I, I find it curious as to why all the money and all the bets are coming in, but yet the line's dropping. I find that smidge fishy. So I'm glad I waited on the 28 and a half, and now that it's at a 25 and a half number, that makes me feel feel a little bit better. Curious and suspicious a little bit, but look, the bets and the money percent, like, and this team is good. This team is good. 
Ain't no doubt about it. They've got KU's number, you know. Lance Leopold didn't bring over a quarterback, and that's the main issue for Kansas. So keep that in mind. Um, let's see here, huh? All right, so I need to pick up the pace. Coastal Carolina minus 25 and a half. All right, cool. No opinion on that total. North Carolina A&T, the Aggies, Duke Blue Devils. I just want to say that last week against Charlotte, I was originally on Charlotte. I got persuaded, and I didn't make my own opinion uh, opinionated. I always struggle with that word, pick. So I kind of got – I bit the big one a little bit. Um, it cost me probably 20 spots on tally site. Currently outside the top 50 um, out of about – 190, almost 200 analysts. Again, a lot of Athlon Sports, CBS Sports guys, Chip uh, Chip Patterson's on there. Uh, lots of lots of media content, folks. ESPN people, which we all know how I feel about them on this show. Uh, ESPN's just kind of whack. Um, yeah, so Duke definitely beats North Carolina A and T. A and T is a damn good FCS school though. So I'm I'm gonna see what the spread might end up being. Um not a lot of lines out. Not a lot of lines. Um yeah I'm not even finding anything. This one we don't need to spend much time on. Yeah. And then North Dakota, Utah State still nothing out for that one either. But uh, Utah State surprised me and they romped Washington State in week one they uh, came out they played very well and they surprised me um, they were I think 15 and a half point dogs if I remember correctly um, so there's that. Um, okay. I just looked at something for the UTEP Boise State game. So let's move on to this one. Man, ah, that kind of ruins me a little bit. Deion Hankins, the stud running back for the minors, he's going to be out. Undisclosed Hankins, and this is from teamrankings.com. It was updated yesterday. Um, I mean, they're already saying he's not going to suit up Friday. Undisclosed Hankins missed previous game due to an unknown injury. Right now it's 26 for UTEP. This is a game tomorrow night at 9.30. Boise State, you know, they had a great first half uh, against Central Florida, and we were on the Boise State money line and points. I had the six and a half, so I got to cover it because they lost at six. Um. Long story short, man, this is um, I mean, this is a talented UTEP team. Don't get me wrong; their defense is going to be uh, testy, but with that's that running back being out, I mean, that's pretty big. Which he was out last game. I guess I didn't realize that. May I thought maybe he came out of that game, but with the defense that they've got and the pace that they play at, I mean, Boise State's trying. Like I said, half half a hundred. You know, that's the new offensive coordinator's mindset coming over from UC Davis. Um, Boise State's got a really good defense also. Um, I know you didn't see it much against UCF, but look, that game was meant to be a shootout. Um, 
it was a showcase of the group of five, you know, for us with the playoff expansion. That's what it was. They picked those two teams for a reason. Um, 25 and a half is a lot. UTEP's offense is very bad at times, but they can be very physical also. Um, Kelton Moss looks like he's questionable. He's a D tackle for the minors. So losing some lined up is never good, especially with Boise State having a lot of um, multi-purpose Swiss Army knife backs like Halani and Van Buren. They got a three-headed monster back there. Okay, yeah, so as of right now, I'm looking at the under 57 and a half because I think that these defenses in the front sevens are actually pretty good. UTEP, you know, if this was closer to 20, I, I think I'd play this down to 20 and even 24. I mean, that's a round number, but 20, 25 and a half, you know, that means Boise State probably ends up winning by 27 or 31, just the way numbers work in football scores. So it's kind of right there in the weird middle. And like I said, it opened a little higher, opened at 26. So it's come down. People are taking the UTEP points, but it might be people not aware that Mr. Hankins is going to be out. <laughs> Mr. Hankins is a Christmas. No, I'm kidding. No, he's not poop. He's not poop at all. He's a good running back. It was just, uh, yeah, anyways. Uh, UTEP plus the points, Boise State, UTEP. Let's look at that under. Illinois, Virginia. The Cavaliers fighting on uh, Illini. Yes. Okay. So we are um, doing well on Illini this season as a team over here at Hootball. We had them covering um, against Nebraska week one. Obviously, they won outright. Uh, I did miss on the under in that game. I think it was that I had. So I technically went one and one uh, with my Illinois plays in week one, but also I faded them in week two. Uh, UTSA, San Antonio, Texas, San Antonio, the Roadrunners. I went ahead and took them uh, because I thought that that was a really good spot to fade Illinois coming off that big uh, opening Big Ten game. So I thought this number opened way too high, and I guess the market agreed with me, but I didn't have the stones to pull my trigger. And I left the points. I left some stuff on the bone here for um, – Illinois, I mean, it opened at 11, right? And then Virginia struggled in their opening game. And uh, you you can still get 10s out there somewhere. My, uh, nine and a half is where I'm seeing it on tally site. And at nine and a half, I don't like it. So uh, double digits, if you can get you a double digit look, 10 and a half is going to be my sweet spot. Virginia is going to probably grind this game out. Both teams are going to run the ball a lot. And with Virginia, you know, their football team and basketball team kind of play the same way. Um, ultimately, I feel Virginia will win this one. I need to do a deep scrub on Virginia, but Illinois defense just has not been impressive for me. I think it's going to do enough because Virginia's offense doesn't have a ton of black powder in their firing cannon as an offense. But uh, Illinois on the road after losing at home against a smaller foe, uh, after beating a Big Ten opponent on the road, 
I mean, this schedule is just kind of up and down for them. It's hard to get some continuity going. Virginia at home looking to bounce back. So I like Virginia to win. They're minus 388. I'm not telling you to bet that craziness, but as far as me making my tally site picks, that's what it's at. Under 55 and a half is something I'll be looking at. Bronco Mendenhall, head coach of the Who's, very, very good uh, defensive coach. Okay, this will be interesting. This game, Western Kentucky and Army. Uh, and the, the line has risen a ton. So I think that I'm going to have to look at Western Kentucky on this one. It opened at three and a half and it's doubled to plus seven. 53 and a half is the total. Army steamrolled Georgia State, which surprised me because Georgia State returned all their starters on offense from last year. Cornelius Brown at quarterback, very talented. They've got a dynamic coaching staff that are looking to have a huge upswing this year. It's a team that's had a lot of success under the coach that they've got now. And then you look at the uh, defense that they returned, and also, you know, that was kind of baffling. I think that they just kind of stubbed their toe um, against Army. I think Army just played them perfect. Uh the offensive stats and time of look time of possession army had 42 almost 43 minutes on the time of possession i think georgia state had like 15 minutes 17 minutes something like that what it would equate to for the full hour um but look i i, I bet western kentucky can kind of pop this army defense a little bit the tempo is going to be there um Army defends dual threat quarterbacks really well, obviously being a service academy and playing option offenses a lot. So I think with Bailey Zappi being able to fire the cannon, uh, I mean, he's got way more juice on the arm than Cornelius Brown. No, no, no down talk to Cornelius Brown because I do like the kid. And I think Georgia State's in a good spot against UNC this weekend. We'll talk about that one later, kids. And that is an example of foreshadowing. So Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, look, that defense is solid too. They, they're physical, and they offer up some uh, line yards that they can snag up. And I think this is going to be a good battle in the trenches for both defensive lines. Army really impressed me, but I just don't think that this is going to be a spot where Army's defense is going to be able to have success against the sp- I mean, just the amount of speed that's on this Western Kentucky team. A lot of those Houston Baptist transfers, you know, Zappi, the quarterback, and, you know, he plays really well against Power 5 and Group of 5 teams. I mean, his numbers against FBS opponents, um, very, very good. Bailey Zappi in the defense for Western Kentucky, going to be the big primary factors there, but I'm going to take the touchdown. It was at three and a half when it opened, and, you know, that was getting minus 117 shades. So, look, I wouldn't be shocked if Western Kentucky wins this game. Um, I mean, it's it's a good spot for them, in my opinion. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have me some hilltoppers coming in uh, this weekend. Kent State plays Virginia Military Institute, the Kedets. Look, Kent State, they got a really good quarterback in Crum. They're going to put some points up, but uh, I'm not going to be 
handicapping that game too deeply. Um, all right. Oregon, Ohio State. This, hmm. All right, I'm going to leave this one alone because we'll probably dissect this one a little more in the week. It's going to be a very key pivotal game, and I know we'll probably have a couple guys playing on it. Oregon, number 11, uh, coming off that squeaker of a win against Fresno State, which we were on Fresno State in the 20 and a half, so yay. Ohio State, they kind of dismantled uh, Minnesota and broke them as they knocked Muhammad Ibrahim out for the season, uh, which sucks because he probably would have been the only – him and Brees Hall from Iowa State, and then maybe one other dark horse out there has a shot to hit 2,000 yards on the season. He was definitely the top guy to do it. Um, mm. Yeah, so let's leave that one alone. 63 and a half is the total. 14 is the spread. South Carolina, ECU. I think ECU can get it done. They're at home. South Carolina is in a desperate position for their quarterback. I mean, they are, uh, yeah, they, they're not in a good spot for their quarterbacks. They um, are, let's see, what's the kid's name? Sorry, I should know this stuff, right? I should definitely know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Jeopardy rosters. All right, here we go. Um, so yeah, it was a kid that transferred in from a different school. <laughs> That's usually what happens when you transfer. I don't know why I'm blanking on this kid. Anyways, he wasn't impressive. He went, he was at uh I believe it was North Dakota State first or second. Um and he retired Zeb Nolan. Jeez, Zeb Nolan. He retired. I think it was health issues or something. You know, he just or he wanted to focus on becoming a coach, right? But uh, he was pretty much coaching at South Carolina as a graduate coach or something. And they went down like two quarterbacks in camp or something. So I'm saying or something a lot. Uh, but Zeb Nolan, he's. South Carolina's starting quarterback, but I don't think he's going to get it done. I, I, I think that Eastern Carolina with Colt Naylor's at quarterback, real dynamic playmaker, a lot of good speed and size uh, on the wide receiver front. And then also you've got a couple of good looks at um, the defense of East Carolina with their defensive line having some really good power and speed. And then also – um, I like the fact that you've got uh, a chance to get an inexperienced Zeb Nolan here who's got mixed results. So that's enough of me stumbling around South Carolina and East Carolina. Um, but before I do, let's just check out the injury report. Holy cow. So uh, South Carolina... Looking like Kevin Harris, running back of theirs, questionable. Uh, Rick Sandage, defensive line. Hank Manos, offensive line. Questionable, questionable. So look for those to be updated throughout the week. 
Yeah. South Carolina's got some holes. And East Carolina minus two. I mean, that's just a field goal, obviously. I think that sticks out to me. They're minus 130 on the money line. And so Auburn's playing Alabama State, the Hornets. I'm going to roll Auburn, obviously, for my tally site selection. It is what it is. Uh, Pittsburgh, a huge favorite against Tennessee, an SEC school. Um, I say huge favorite, but it's minus four and a half. This one I want to dig into a little more. I really like Pittsburgh. I do. I think they're going to be a pretty successful team this year. And going against Tennessee, who's got some weird wonkiness at quarterback, you know, they still don't even have that really figured out. Pittsburgh, I think, wins outright. So I'll put that on my tally site picks, but I'm holding on the spread. I want to see if that might come down a little bit. Um, But right now, 70% of tally site professionals picking Pittsburgh to cover the spread. Um, Hmm. I'm going to take the four and a half just because I think it could raise and I don't want my hopes of it dropping to get squandered. So I'll just take that right now and be safe. And then we'll look at it if it goes down. Norfolk State, Wake Forest, you know what to do. Kennesaw State, Georgia Tech, this is the in-state Georgia rivalry. Not really a rivalry, but they're both located in or around the Atlanta area, so I'm going to be very close to this game. And uh, hmm, maybe, nah, probably not. Uh, I was going to say, maybe I snag a ticket and go to this game. But Georgia Tech, Kennesaw State, Kennesaw State's not terrible. I'll say that. So once the spread drops, maybe we can take advantage of that. Uh, Michigan State's going to roll Youngstown State, in my opinion, 20 and a half. 20 and a half. Michigan State played really, really well. Really, really well against, uh, oh, man, Northwestern. I'm, I'm just uh, trying to remember all this stuff, y'all. Uh, Northwestern was who they beat week one. Miami of Ohio, the Red Hawks, taking on Minnesota. Look, they just lost uh, Abraham, or Ibrahim, like I said. So this game going to be a little weird for me. I want to see what Miami does. They had a clunker in week one. Um, Minnesota obviously going against Ohio State and losing their guy. That sucks a lot. So let's look and see how this pans out. 19.5 is currently the line, plus 19.5 for the Red Hawks, 55.5 the total. No opinion. Indiana State, Northwestern. Look, I'm inclined to roll with Indiana State plus 26.5. I know it's a lot of points for a reason, but, you know, I mean, Indiana State did underperform against Eastern Illinois. So, I, you know, I'm probably good. Morgan State to Lane, leaving that off to Canes and Ohio. I think I'm good there. Middle Tennessee State, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech coming off the big win against North Carolina. They're at home again against the Blue Raiders. And I'm just going to go ahead and leave this one away for right now. Tulsa, OSU. Look, I'm an Oklahoma boy at heart. This is where I grew up. I grew up supporting Oklahoma State, wearing an Oklahoma State sweatshirt right now. And, uh, or, or in words of my significant other, a long sleeve tee 
I grew up in the trailer parks of Oklahoma. If it's long sleeve, it's a sweatshirt. It keeps you warm. It's too hard to remember all these other T designations. Like, just give me a sweatshirt. Like warm clothes, cold clothes. I don't need to know the names of them. I know what socks are. I know what shoes are. Mittens. I mean, I'm still questionable on that. Anyways, Tulsa and Oklahoma State. I'm just going to watch the game. It's it's 13 and a half, 14 on the spread. I think it's a little too much, but Tulsa shat the bed against UC Davis, so a bounce-back spot could be on their mind. And then Tulsa barely lost against Oklahoma State last year in their season opener. So with that being said, OSU could be, you know, and then Oklahoma State performed really bad against Missouri State FCS school last week. They only won by like six. Spread was 38 and a half. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think I'm good. Florida against South Florida. I'm going to just fade South Florida. They're so terrible. They could actually be an FCS school. They they play three FCS schools, and they'd probably lose two of the games would be my true honest opinion there. And the Florida Gators, they're probably going to roll. 29. Give me 29. Wyoming, Northern Illinois. Um, Northern Illinois played really well in their opener. Wyoming, they struggled against uh, Montana State. We were on the points with Montana State, 19 and a half, and Wyoming only won by three. I might be looking to go against Wyoming in this one. Maybe Northern Illinois first half when first lines or first half lines drop. Middle Tennessee, Virginia, we talked about. Going to be looking um, other ways on that. Rutgers and Syracuse. Rutgers beat the shit out of Temple. Syracuse beat Ohio. I left that game off of my card last week because Frank Solich all of a sudden have to retire uh, after his 17th season here. At, I think it was all 17 years at Ohio. I mean, he had almost a 20-year career. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was 17 years at one school, if I remember right. He was the most experienced college football head coach. Longest tenured, I shall say. And, well, I think that's what did them in against Syracuse. Syracuse got the win. Not sure how good they are. Rutgers really did it to Temple. They put 60 on them. Yeah, I lost three bets in that one. Three picks in that one. So this one, I don't know. This one's actually interesting to me. I need to read up on Syracuse. I'll deep dive on Syracuse. Northern Arizona and South Dakota. This is an FCS battle. Northern Arizona, very, very talented. Um, Very good FCS school. South Dakota, damn near beat KU. South Dakota, the Coyotes with that physical defense and running game. I like them in this spot. Holy Cross playing Merrimack College. Holy Cross just beat UConn. Holy Cross is actually talented, so keep that in mind. Notre Dame did not cover against Florida State in my second wager, or I'm sorry, free play, free article play the other night. So I'm going to leave this game with them in Toledo off of my card initially. Totals 53 and a half. A lot of love to the over. Toledo minus, or I'm sorry, plus 16 and a half. Speaking of the, those UConn Huskies, 
Randy Edsall just stepped down. He said he was going to see the season out. And then, well, two days later, he ended up just chunking the deuce. Purdue. Like, you're going to see UConn. UConn just lost to Holy Cross, FCS Holy Cross. They got destroyed week one. I believe it was Fresno State. Purdue, 33. It's a big number, but it opened, uh, I believe, at 28 and a half. 27 and a half. It's come up a full touchdown since Randy Edsall's announcement. I don't know, man. Purdue could score 50. So the 57 and a half look, I mean, if UConn could squeak 10 out or a field goal and Purdue put 55 up, Purdue's offense is going to be a potent one this year. Purdue minus 33, I think I got to roll with that. We're going to fade UConn this year. We'll see how it goes. We hit with the Fresno State one. Let's go back with Purdue. This might be another first half look on these big spreads, you know, early in the season, coaches might pull their guys. Uh, over 57 and a half. Uh, you know, I just don't know. We'll, we'll look at that a little later. Texas A&M, Colorado. Colorado getting 16 and a half points at home. Texas A&M's got a really good defense. I'm just unsure of that game. I haven't done a deep breeding or deep dive on A&M or Colorado. Boston College plays UMass. 38 is the current spread. Boston College, the Golden Eagles, it opened at 36 and a half. I think they just roll. Air Force, Navy. I don't really like to do the service academy game. Sorry. And plus, I'm an Army veteran. So, <laughs> uh, uh, certain colored lens. Um, Buffalo, Nebraska. Nebraska, man. They barely covered against Fordham. I took the 43 and a half. They won by 45. And there was a late touchdown, like late, like with six minutes left, maybe by Nebraska. They broke off like a 40-yard run. Buffalo performed really well in their week one game against Wagner. They won like 69-7 to or something, 69-3. They scored 69 points. Hey. 13 and a half, so it's two touchdowns for Nebraska to cover. Over 54 and a half makes a lot of sense on this for me. I think Buffalo's got some things in place offensively that we might have overlooked. I know that Leopold left and they lost a lot of stuff from last year's team, but overall, I mean, I think Buffalo can hang and therefore I think a lot more points are going to be scored. I think 60 points could be scored in this game. Cal, TCU, I'm undecided on this one. UAB versus Georgia. UAB, give me the points with the Blazers. We tried to go against the grain with them with the Jacksonville State pick in week one, week zero. But look, UAB, no, it was week one. UAB, yeah, Georgia coming off that game against Clemson. They handle biz, and that defense is ferocious. But this UAB team is probably going to win the Conference USA. They have a lot of upperclassmen. They've got a lot of Power 5 transfers. And they got recruits. 
um, that were recruited by power five schools, a lot of sec stuff too. I mean, this is, this is going to be a good game. Uh, UAB Georgia. We'll look at them went or losing by less than 30. I mean, 20, it's 26 now, but, um, yeah. Georgia's Georgia Southern Florida Atlantic. I'm going to bypass that one. Um, Talked about Buffalo, Nebraska, Ball State, Penn State. Hmm. Penn State coming off that huge win against Wisconsin. I might look at the over in this one. I tried to take the over in the Wisconsin-Penn State game, but those defenses just flexed out. Ball State could give up like 45 points, 38 points in this one. They score like 14, a couple touchdowns. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, we'll look at that one a little later too. Like I said, this is first glance. Temple, Akron, I'm going over. Have you seen these defenses? Temple just gave up 60 to Rutgers. Akron actually can pass the ball. They got a decent, decent quarterback. Temple, um, they did lose their starting quarterback. I'm not sure how serious his injury is. Let's actually check on that real quickly. Because the kid was a dynamic recruit, and he was getting looked at by a lot of Power 5 schools. I believe he was like a four-star recruit or something, but he um let me see if I can find it here. I'm trying to here we go. Ball state, Penn State. And uh I mean it just he hurt his foot really bad last week. He's not listed on the injuries, so maybe he's all right. I'd say look into it a little more, but if he's definitely in, I mean, over 54 with how these defenses gave up a ton of points. I mean, Akron gave up 55, I believe it was against Auburn. Um, so over. Yeah. I mean, these teams combined to give up at least a hundred points last week. And I think that they could probably score at least 20 each. So just based off a low number for their offenses, I think that might happen. And based off of how bad the defenses are, I think we're good here. We're good. Cincinnati's going to beat Murray State. Like I said, I liked it. I don't know. I didn't say that yet. But Boston College against UMass we talked about. Uh, Mercer, Bama. (laughs) Uh, Southern Alabama. I read up on this team last night. I love them. I love them. Southern Alabama's in some in a good spot here. We'll probably do a little deeper dive on this game. They're going up against Bowling Green. Bowling Green probably going to be one of the worst teams in the MAC. I would say South Alabama has a chance to make some noise in their conference. And I wouldn't be shocked if they completely just control this game and then force the under to hit because their defense, their defense. We'll talk about that later in the week, I'm sure. So looking at uh, Eastern Washington, they're going against Central Washington University. That's a small, 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 small game. Hey, FCS clash here. Maine Black Bears against James Madison, the Dukes. James Madison's the class of the FCS, but look at them to get the job done. UC Davis taking on San Diego. I think they follow up that win against Tulsa in a smart, physical way. Iowa against Iowa State. Iowa coming off that win against Indiana. Look, I think Iowa keeps it rolling. I like what Kirk Ferentz has done against Iowa State in the in the Farmageddon battle, and Iowa's going to be a team to look out for, in my opinion. I think they could get nine, ten wins this year. 
I'm going to gloss over South Carolina State and Clemson, Long Island, and West Virginia. I'm good. West, Western Michigan, I read up on them. I've actually got them open uh, on my book right now. They got nine returning starters on offense, 10 on defense. They got some really good transfers. I believe that their net close losses from last year are going to flip to positives in this year. Head coach Tim Lester's in his fifth year. He's the prior uh, coach of a couple of smaller schools in Division II and Division Three, but he's held some really good position coach uh, jobs at a couple of Power Five schools. Syracuse's offensive coordinator in 05-06, and then he was also uh, Purdue's quarterback coach in 16. You've got some really, really good potential here on terms of the linebackers. A.J. Thomas moved out back to free safety. They were desperate for bodies last year. Um, losing a third-team all-MAC player is tough in Hayward, but you get to see some really good stuff with Ali Fayad, who's been with the team since at least 2018. That nose guard is going to anchor the line. Ralph Hawley, senior. Uh, he's a senior. He's going to be impactful. Getting Bryson Garner back is huge. Uh, their punter, Nick Mahalik, is good. I mean, Western Michigan, they're playing Illinois State. I'm looking to see what a spread will be. I know Illinois State's an FCS school, but they're not a chum. But uh, Western Michigan might get a little disrespect on the line, and we'll try to take advantage of it. Gardner-Webb, the running Bulldogs, are going to be taking on Charlotte. Um, I, You know, I could fade Charlotte or try, but they just beat Duke, and they looked pretty good. And I was, like I said, initially on Charlotte, so I'm going to leave that alone. UTSA is going to beat Lamar, UTSA to start 2-0 on the year. Portland State, Washington State, no thank you. Towson, New Hampshire, New Hampshire is going to win that one. Monmouth and Fordham, that's going to be a good game. I contemplated, contemplated taking Monmouth last week when they were playing uh, someone. They were playing someone. I just can't remember who I took or who they were playing against. Um. Texas and Arkansas, I'm good on. Houston and Rice, Bethune-Cookman, UCF. I'm good there. Texas, Arkansas, no, no, no. Grambling State, University of Southern Mississippi. Frank Gore Jr. Look, Southern Miss uh, kind of played really bad last week, so look for them to take advantage of a bounce-back spot. Delaware State against St. Francis of Pennsylvania. The Blue Hens, I'll be taking them. Houston and Rice, like I said, no. NC State, Mississippi State. NC State, I like this team. They got that quarterback position figured out. That kid stays healthy. This is going to be good. This will be a good game here. It's two and a half on the spread. Minus 115 to the shade on the Wolfpack. I'm looking to support them. Texas State, Florida International. This is a good one here. I, I mean, even minus 110 on the money lines. Uh, 54 and a half. I might look at on the total because Florida state's very physical. They're going to look to run the ball. Texas state could have a few three and outs throughout the game. And, you know, mm, close line, decent total 54 and a half. They covered this uh, Texas state covered against the Baylor bears last week. We were on. 
SMU, North Texas. North Texas looked pretty bad against Northwestern State until they pulled away. Ended up scoring 40 points, but it was close at half. SMU, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, they played Abilene Christian. believe they covered. Um, SMU, they've got a very potent defense. North Texas, I don't think they're going to be able to score the ball. SMU's defense a little underrated. And I think this is going to be a game where one team does all the scoring. North Texas, they've got a lot of ways to go. They might win one game this year, in my opinion, which they just won. (laughs) So two games, maybe. Appalachian State going up against the Miami Hurricanes who just got throttled. Just got throttled. I'm looking at taking App State in the points. Um, more to come on that game. Eastern Michigan and Wisconsin. Wisconsin 24 and a half point favorites. No opinion currently. Liberty, the Flames. Liberty, Liberty. We're going to be playing lots of Liberty this year. Tons of Liberty. Under 60 and a half sticks out to me. They're minus 213 on the money line. This line came down from eight and a half to five and a half, so that worries me. I read up on Troy last year. They are deep and loaded and talented, full of experience. They got a great coach. Did not realize what they had on their team, so I am a little more scared. But look, I think Liberty wins by double digits. Would like to look at some team totals when they're released. Could be a fun game to just throw a few different wagers in on. Baylor taking on Texas Southern. Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks, taking on Texas Tech. These would be really great basketball games. Kansas State and Southern Illinois, great basketball game. Memphis, Arkansas State. Memphis, minus five and a half. Arkansas State with that passing game. Over 66, I don't believe so. I don't have an opinion strong enough to make a play on the over or under. Memphis has a good underrated defense. I would lean five and a half. Nicole State playing Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns. Raging Cajuns didn't do it for us. I tried to cash a plus 280 money line uh, play on the dog of the Cajuns, and I took the eight and a half also. Didn't work. Texas was way too much. Bijan Robinson, that Texas running back, is pretty good. New Mexico State, New Mexico. New Mexico State's terrible, but they shouldn't be 18 and a half point or underdogs in a rivalry game. With it being a rivalry game, I'm going to look, and with two bad offenses, uh, well, Terry Wilson, he's pretty dynamic. Hey, speaking of quarterback in New Mexico, the Lobos, Terry Wilson, from my hometown, Dell City, Dell City, Oklahoma. He uh, played one year at Kentucky and then transferred to New Mexico. So 54 and a half, I'm going to say under, because there's going to be a lot of run scheme. New Mexico State, very inefficient. New Mexico, I think one of the better parts of their defense is going to be that pass defense. Uh, Not like I've done a deep, 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 deep dive into New Mexico, but I think they'll be able to suppress the passing attack in New Mexico State. A lot of three and outs for New Mexico State. Sloppiness, I would say. Turnovers, I would say combined four for the game. Alcorn State. We're not going to talk about that. Southeast Missouri State and Sam Houston. Sam Houston defending FCS champs. This is a tough game for them, but I'm going to back the defending champs. Tennessee State, Jackson State, primetime, Deion Sanders going up against uh, Eddie George. 
Eddie George coaching Tennessee State, I think, is who's doing that. Um, so, look at that to have some fun coach. I mean, the FCS is great this year. I love it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's just speed up a little bit here. I'm about to wrap the show just so y'all know. Missouri and Kentucky, five and a halfs out there makes sense to me for Missouri. That defense looked pretty good against Central Michigan. Hit the under by a hook. Kentucky, um, they're going to look. So week one, right before the week one game, they had 31 players arrested for some like robbery stuff. I don't know what the fallout is or who's suspended, like, but it was okay in their week one game against ULM, Louisiana Monroe. They covered the 31 point spread without their 31 guys. 31 for 31. Uh, new series documentary chain of ESPN. Uh, Missouri, though, uh, this is an SEC opponent. This is an SEC game. Missouri, I, I think, is going to have a decent amount of success this year. They, they're going to go bowling, and I think they're going to win a couple of key games. And they got some guys across the defensive front that are stout. So Kentucky, uh, Missouri in the trenches is going to be important. Five and a half. Wouldn't be shocked if Missouri wins this game. It is a road game for Missouri. Total is 54. Look, I'm going to say under 54 because Missouri struggled to score the ball against Central Michigan, but they also played really good defense. And then Kentucky with those guys out, like, you know, I'm not sure what their depth chart looks like. So they're having a lot of different scout team players or second and third stringers getting in and out. So we um, are looking to maybe fade Kentucky. Georgia State, like I said, I like the 25 and a half against North Carolina. Sure, North Carolina still has Sam Howell, but who else do they have? And he had pressure in his face all night. This Georgia State defense, like I said, they returned so many good guys. They got a lot of first conference team guys. They got some folks that are going to go to the NFL. This Georgia State team is deep, and North Carolina better be careful again. I mean, it's their home opener. I get it. Georgia State, if they can get their run game going, and I need to look into North Carolina's defense a little more to see if they are susceptible to the run, see what they had to come back. Uh, I think Georgia State could have a decent night. Let's see. Jacksonville State, Florida State, I'm probably going to roll with the Gamecocks. I took the points with Jacksonville State last year when these two teams played, and it worked out phenomenally. Washington and Michigan. Washington lost to Montana, FCS foe, uh, foe, and Washington was ranked. So not no mo. Michigan lost their leading receiver, Bell. This is a weird game. A team coming off an FCS loss, a team covering against Western Michigan in Michigan, but losing their top guy at receiver. Speaking of Montana State, well, we talked about them a little while ago in the show, but they're taking on Drake. I'm going to take the Bobcats. Shout out to the state of Missouri, Central Arkansas, and Missouri State. It's going to be a really good game. Moving through some FCS. Vanderbilt, Colorado, no opinion. San Diego State, Arizona. I'm going to say that I think Arizona State, or I'm sorry, Arizona is a play here. But I like San Diego State to perhaps win. I want to look into that game a bit more. Utah, Utes, struggled against Weber State. Brigham Young, BYU, getting seven and a half, more than a touchdown. And it's still getting minus 120 shade. BYU, of course, yeah. 
I mean, I was on Arizona last week to cover the 12 and a half or whatever, 12. And they definitely did. They won by like nine or eight or lost by. So yeah, USC and that team looks really good right now. Stanford, 17 and a half though. I mean, that's a lot. We were on Kansas State last week and I don't know. Uh, No opinion, truly. UNLV, Arizona State, huge spread, 33 and a half. I'm going to go ahead and pass for now. Hawaii, Oregon State. Yes, this is the last one. Over 62, I don't know. Under 62, I think makes sense. Oregon State's actually got some good linebackers in there. Hawaii put up a crapper of a dud against UCLA. But look, UCLA just beat LSU. So uh, UCLA building with Chip Kelly. Oregon State, Hawaii, I could maybe make a case for the under. But as of right now, I'm not going to be making that case. Because I need to wrap this show up. So without further ado, as always, please leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. If you are on Apple product, please follow us on Spotify. Trying to get today in sports betting up a little higher in the search queue for sports betting. Top 15 is a good spot to be in, but need those follows, need the searches for that to happen. Please use those promo codes. Mybookie.ag is just hoopball, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. You'll hear me talk about it in a different recorded segment. Then we also got MyBookie as a wonderful sponsor to take care of your sports betting needs. You got to get them over in your search platform. Manscaped.com. Hoop ball 20. Go get you some grooming products. I use my lawnmower 3.0. I love it. Built in LED light, smooth, so smooth. Really takes care of the belly button uh, area nicely. I need to get me a weed whacker. My nose hairs are starting to grow into my mustache. My hair's long. I like my long hair, so it's like I lose my ear hair. I'd forget about it. Uh, so my nose and my ears, oof, it's my 29th birthday. I got some hair to take care of. Maybe I get myself a weed whacker for my birthday and talk to my bookie or <laughs> manscaped. I'm sorry. All right, folks. I think now is a good time to let you know that I am sending you all of my good vibes, all of my good energies. Make sure to have a great and kind and wonderful day. Be safe, be patient. If there's someone you can do something nice or kind for, please do it. And if you need something nice, positive, or good to happen in your life, I hope it happens. It will happen, I'm sure. So please do check out hoop-ball.com. Get you some fantasy football and basketball nuggets. Study up. Study up. Make sure that you don't just spend money for no reason in these leagues. Try to win them. You should win them. With our help, we get, we went, oh man, I'm telling you, this fantasy basketball season, we're going to win. So All right, y'all. Y'all have a great, wonderful day. Leave those reviews. Check out the website. Use our promo codes. Continue listening. We love it. Think about joining the family. Come on over. Today in sports betting is out.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.